What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective with me, Adam Meredith. Oh, man, oh, man. If you're watching this, I got a little fucking, that's some rug burn or actually mat burn or I don't know what you would call it. It's from actually head fighting. So I just did a pro jiu-jitsu card. I was on a pro jiu-jitsu card. I lost 3 nothing. It was close match. Tough dude. But when you're wrestling, you're fighting for head position and I, you know, we did a lot of that, a lot of banging of heads, actually. I fucking had a terrible headache the whole next day, yesterday, Sunday. Uh, man, it sucked. It was terrible. This shit is not good for your brain. Really not good for your brain. I, I'm really at the point where I don't feel like physically competing against another human being in a combative manner anymore. Absolutely love training jiu-jitsu. I'll continue continue to train jujitsu until the day I die. However, fuck man, the headache I had all day yesterday was not good. And it probably compounded because it was a long, long day on Saturday. So first, uh there's a tournament system uh circuit called Fuji BJJ for those of that you are for those of you that are familiar, if you're not, look it up. Uh, they host jiu-jitsu tournaments all over the country, and they also were hosting a professional jiu-jitsu card after the tournament called Respect. It's actually the last Respect card. I believe they partnered up with BJJ Fanatics, and they're moving on to rebrand that uh, that pro jiu-jitsu circuit, and they're going to hopefully improve everything they got going on there. Uh, but I decided to ref on Saturday. Never refed before. I've done some refing at some in-house tournaments, but never refed at an actual jiu-jitsu tournament. And boy, oh boy, was that a learning lesson. But before I get to the learning lesson, my point is I got there about 9 a.m., refed all day, zero breaks. I think I went to the bathroom bathroom once. Uh, it was a long, long day. For the most part, I was refing a lot of little kids in the, the first half of the day anyway, like nine and below and it's fucking chaos these little kids they're flopping around they're here they're there they're everywhere it's hard to call points it's hard enough uh you know to do anything for the first time you automatically suck at it i certainly made some terrible calls and sorry for all of you that uh were on the receiving end of those i don't think i really i don't think i really affected the outcome of any particular match too much i think there was there's one match that sticks out in my head. I was like, ah, fuck, man. I probably should have gave them their two points. But learning lesson, man, that's how you learn. You fuck up. You know, it is what it is. I knew I was going to fuck up going into the day. I was just hoping that it wasn't too bad. It's probably like a handful of times I really, really messed up. Uh, it was a great, great learning experience. So I'll definitely probably do it again. It's a nice way to make some extra cash and, uh, you know, and, and meet some people and do some things. So it was it was a cool experience. But... I was there all day refing, and then so that was from like nine till probably about five thirty. My mat was the last mat to get finished, and I thought we were rolling through them pretty quick. I'm I think they gave us more matches than anybody else, but one way they could improve because I'm always looking at businesses and how they can improve. They have this electronic bracketing system. If you have a set, why would you apply or why would you assign a, a set number of matches per mat when when the day is done? If there's still op if there's still matches going and there's 
Matt and the, and some of the other mats have finished up whatever matches were assigned to them. Why would you not go back into the system and then just redistribute those matches to the other mats to help it go quicker? So I don't know if anybody from Fuji's listening, but if you are, that'd be a way to improve what's going on there. So got done with that about five thirty. Had about an hour or so to. Uh, you know, just kind of go get my ghee, get my mind right, get some water, and then be back to the venue so I could compete in the evening. But while I was refing, especially these little kids, I had an insight. Something that I was like, whoa, I definitely have to talk to people about this. I definitely want to share this insight. I think it's something a lot of us maybe know, maybe they don't. I don't know. But while I'm refing, and there is a handful of times, not a handful, a ton, tons of times really, uh, I felt really conflicted because I understand the points. Well, actually, I guess I didn't really feel too conflicted. It felt a little bad. How about that? It felt a little bad for the kids. Uh, but hey, man, this is life. Life is hard. It's good to learn those lessons. That's, that's one of the benefits of competition. If you're not pushing yourself, if you're not putting yourself in uncomfortable positions, if you aren't um, testing you know, yourself you know, and see where you, your capabilities lie, you're doing yourself a great disservice. You just are. At the end of the day, so many people are very confident in their abilities without ever having actually tested those abilities or actually have people are more confident in themselves and never even trained something. And I'm guilty of this too. Sometimes I feel like, you know, I've watched, you know, you watch a ton of fucking action movies and you're like, yeah, I mean, I could probably pick up a gun and do some shit like that. Er, no, you can't. You need to fucking practice, whether it's fighting, whether it's jujitsu, whether it's basketball, whether it's shooting guns, whether it's you know, fixing cards. It doesn't matter what the skill is. You have to practice and you have to do it to be good at it. And that is the beauty of competition because sometimes you can just practice, 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 but you don't really get that test. You don't get that immediate feedback unless you challenge yourself against somebody else, right? And I've done that for fucking 20 years I've been competing. But while I'm refing these kids... There were several times where some kids were just, uh, it was, it's, it can get pretty intense in there. It's loud in the gym. You know, you're competing against another person. There's a lot of struggle there. And th they were crying. They were upset. And there was a handful of times, even with some of the adults I could tell, you know, they look up at you. And they're, like, looking for help. Like, they want you to help them. And then here I am, just this imposing force just like staring down at them looking at them like not doing shit you know really uh impartial to their struggle and their pain and that sparked a thought how many of us do that in life you know you're you're in a tough tough moment you're getting your ass kicked and you're looking for help not to say you can't ask for help not to say you can't reach out for help but i think it's important to understand that you know, nobody's coming to save you. No one can do it for you. It's important to have coaches. It's important to have, you know, friends and family and mentors and people you can turn to in times of need. And, uh, you know, that's the beauty of a coach and a mentor. They can guide you. They can show you the path based off their own experience and what they see. But it's up to you to do the work. 
you have to do it. You have to get yourself out of that situation. You have to show up and fucking perform. Nobody can do it for you. And that's something I've always known. But in that moment, you know, I'm, I'm, it had happened two or three times. I'm looking down, you know, I'm watching. I'm making sure everybody's safe. Everything's going okay. And I just see this little girl and uh, she's going, and, and I don't want you to think that I'm just picking on the girls because I'm not just picking on the girls. In fact, there were there were some girls there kicking some boys' ass, uh, asses, and you see it all the time. And uh, it girls are, are savage when it comes to jujitsu. In fact, side note, I feel like sometimes uh, the the women's sports when it come, we're not the one, but the women competitors in these like combat sports, like they throw all caution to the side. And I don't know what the reason is, but if you if you go and you watch some uh, some striking with some women uh, or or uh, like jujitsu or something, they fucking go after it. So this is not a jab at women, but in this particular case, it was a little girl, and uh, she was having a very tough match, uh, and she was just you know she was just crying through the situation, not like bawling or anything like that. Or she she was she was uh, digging deep and she was pushing through. And I think just the emotions were, you know, rising to the top and just coming out in the form of tears. And, you know, there's, you know, she looked at me, coaches over there coaching her, kids on top of her, other coaches, you know, coaching that kid. And man, she, you know, she looked like she wanted help. She wanted me to save her. She wanted me to sympathize with her. She wanted me to get her out of that situation you know, and it didn't necessarily have to be me. It could have been anybody. You, she was just looking for something. You know, this just sucks so bad. And you want out of it. And here it is. You have this guy who is just standing there just hovering over you, watching, uh, almost emotionless, not doing shit about it. You know, like you're just stuck in this situation and nobody is helping you out of it. Now, the way out of it, you can tap. You can always tap. You have that option to quit. You really do always have an option to quit. Failure is always an option, believe me. A lot of people fucking choose it every day. Average is always an option. A lot of people choose it every fucking second of their life. But the ones that don't, the ones that go through the fire, the ones that really test themselves and struggle, you always come out stronger. You always learn something. But, you know, it just really dawned upon me, you know, how many kids, you know, I, I really paid attention to it throughout the day, were searching for some sort of help. They wanted you to help them. They wanted you to come save them. And I'm here to tell you, folks, nobody is here to save you. Nobody's going to do it for you. Not your mentor, not your mom, not your dad, not your brother, not your aunt, not your uncles. Nobody is going to do it for you. You and you alone can save yourself. You have to do the work. You have to put in the time. You have to dedicate yourself to being better and to improving. Again, a coach, a mentor, we all need those. Doesn't mean you shouldn't reach out and ask for help and guidance because you absolutely sure you should. But at the end of the day, you have to do the work. I have to do the work. My kids have to do the work. Everybody has to do whatever it is they need to do to get to wherever they're trying to get. Nobody can put in that effort for you. So, you know, that's just an important lesson. And that is definitely one of the 
biggest takeaways when you do these, when you challenge yourself, when you do sports, when you do these competitions? Uh, but that it just really stuck out to me that, hey, guys, life's going to punch you in the fucking mouth. And you're going to feel sorry for yourself a little bit at times. I'm, I urge you not to. The, the key to, to, uh, to not you know, wallowing in self-pity is to just realize that, hey, this is, this is a part of it. And when those moments do come, to actually embrace them and accept them and let them mold you into something stronger and better. So that way the next time you come across this difficult challenge, you'll be like, hey, I've been here before. I know what this is like, and I know I can get through this, and I know I'll be better for it. So it's just important to, you know, to recognize those situations and grow from them. Man, so many people want handouts. It's, it's fucking sick, really, how many, you know, or how our society, uh, we, we encourage average. You know, we, we reward the average. You know what I mean? Everybody's doing the average shit. Go to college, get your degree, go do the nine to five. And if that's your path, totally cool. You know, but so many people are going to work and then they're coming home and they're watching Netflix for four hours or five hours or six hours. Or if it's the weekend, 12 hour binge watch. And then they complain about, you know, shit not going the way they want to go it or, you know, they're not happy or, you know, you're 50 pounds overweight and you don't know how it happened. Well, hey, Nobody can do it for you. You have to get off your ass and go do the workout. You have to get off your ass and go write the paper. You have to get off your ass and go write, you know, read the book. You have to get off your ass and go volunteer at that event. Nobody can do it for you guys, and uh, it's up to you. It's up to you alone to change your life, and it's up to you alone to do the work because... No, because I don't. <laughs> I hate that filler word. Ah, fuck. I'm getting better, guys, at trying to not use the fillers, like the becauses or the so's or the ums. We do it naturally, or at least I do it. I do it habitually. I just there's that little pause in there, and I'd be like, so, um, because, but I don't really necessarily have anything to follow with that. It was a good weekend. It was definitely a good weekend. That just really stuck out in my head, so I wanted to take the time and and, and make a solo cast and share that message with you guys. Look, if you want something different, you need to do something different. If you want to have an extraordinary, exceptional life, then you need to put in the work to achieve that. Nobody can do it for you guys. It's totally up to you. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. I will see you next time. As always, this episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. Go check them out, jumbocbd.com. Save 20% off of your entire order when you, when you use the code outside. Uh, go check out convergencemg.com. We partner with Convergence Media Group to improve the content. They work with industries uh, they work with all industries. They help with content creation and brand management and uh, strategy, and they just help you grow your uh, your your presence online with your brand. So big thank you to Convergence Media Group. Also go to imposedwill.com. Check us out there. We have a full line of apparel. You can save 10% when you use the code outside there as 
well. That's all I have for you guys. Don't be a victim. Do the work. Nobody's going to come save you guys. You got to do it for yourself. Much love.